Welcome back to uh, episode three, the Uncensored Podcast. I'm Adam Wickle. I'm Carter Haas, and we're here with our special guest. Hi, I'm Grace Ward. And we have a jam-packed episode for you guys. So how about, Grace, you introduce yourself and tell the viewers who you are. Okay. Hi, I'm Grace. Um, I go to Sacred Heart, and I'm a longtime friend of Carter's, and I'm just here for the fun. Oh, I'm, I'm a friend of Adam's, too. Okay, <laughs> uh, so our first... I think before we start, today is Grace. It's birthday. only right. It's only right. Should we? Three, two, one. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Grace. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Alright, Carter, I'll let you uh, start us off. So our our first topic of the day is actually Adam in his L4 season getting kicked off. Do you want to tell us some more about that? Uh, well, we've got a we've got a tournament this weekend up in Maryland. Um, I think I think we can really compete. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually I haven't even looked at the teams in it yet. Um, but from what our coaches have been telling us and what I've heard about this tournament, I think it'll be good for us. Uh, we've had a lot of guys that have come through L4 that have been highly recruited at these tournaments. Um, I think it'll be good for us. I think it'll be good to get up there, especially in Maryland. It's mm-hmm. home of cross in the country. So I think we'll get to play some good competition, and hopefully we can get up there and we can get the win. Mm-hmm. And then we have an ex-laxer here, Grace Ward. So why did you quit Sacred Heart Lacrosse? Um, well, I it was a great program, I think, the coaches are great and great instruction, and I love the sport. It's a fun sport. It's great to play. It's just good to get out there and get some exercise and have fun with your team, but I just did not have a good experience with the team this year, or not the team, but the coach specifically. Um, there's really no other reason, just that overall. Yeah. So, yeah. It's all right, though. So... We just, at Trinity also, we just started our summer league basketball, which is basically we go around and do different different schools and just, like, it's basically like scrimmage games and, like, jamboree games where you just go and, like, play against other teams. It's not, like, it's not like full force or anything. It's kind of just, like, you know, where you're at in the summer because you've been off since March. So, like, yeah, so we play, we play mail tomorrow, a little preview of the seventh region championship game from last year. That was a rough one. It, that was one of the worst nights of my life because I had actually failed my restricted test that morning. Oh, God. And then I had to go to that game hoping that could ruin like, Well, for a moment, it was the best night of my life. When Dre Vassar hit the clutch mm-hmm. buzzer-beating shot to send that thing to double overtime. I mean, I really felt like we could have done it there. And I mean, I feel like the entire like Trinity crowd would just... I thought, honestly, that shot alone built enough momentum that we were going to win that game. Well, yeah, I, I didn't see, after that, after Dre hit that shot, I didn't see us losing. Because well, it's like, in most situations, when something like that happens, the opposing team usually loses, like, all their confidence because, like, they just yeah. fought so hard, especially in overtime. Because like, they were up 60-53 with, like, a minute to go. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like... Like they, like, they were firmly in control of that game with, like, a minute to go, and then, like, we just kept on fighting and we... Kept fighting and then 
Cut it. You cut. Cut it down to three. Get the get a steal. Call a timeout. Dre hits a, the, one of the clutchest shots I've ever seen. That's the best Snapchat memory I have on my phone. And then the, that is my favorite just one. seeing the video. Like, like, just seeing the video right now. Like. <laughs> I, I get goosebumps just watching that shot, just seeing the whole crowd just go up in a I roar. Didn't see it. When was the game? Do you remember what it was? It was March seventh, twenty twenty three. Alright, I'll pull up the video of it right now. Yeah, I mean if because if we had won that game, that would have done so much for like for Trinity, because it's been a while since we've really won something memorable. Because like it's since our freshman year we haven't really won anything in sports. Because, like the seventh region is such a gauntlet in basketball, it's like that would honestly kind of felt or almost felt just as good as like as winning a state championship in, in some okay. people's aspects. Cause like Mail's a really good team. Ballard's a really good team. Let me see it. So this was this was the shot. Um, I don't know if you can see Dre. Dribble, dribble, pull up, bang. Oh, that's great. That that right there. Everyone's going crazy. It was a great. It was. Like, a, it was ten seconds of yeah, my life. No, that's awesome. How long was overtime? Uh, overtime was five minutes. Second overtime was the worst five minutes of my life. Like that no, shot was the greatest ten seconds. Second overtime was the worst five. Minutes. So like yeah. the second overtime starts. Like right? everyone's pumped. Everyone's feeling it. We don't. We actually score the first two points. We get up four, but then I'm pretty sure we had a turnover. Where we had a guy cutting, the more of our players threw it like a second. Like if he had thrown in a second earlier, it's a layup, and then we're up six. But like the Evelyn brothers, they are just so damn good, dude. Like they can shoot the ball. Like they're they'll crazy. get the ball and it, it's up in the air. Like there's no like. They're on male. They're both on male. Oh, yeah, okay. it's a freshman and a senior brother. They're both. Oh, they're both on varsity. Both on varsity. They both started. They're really wow. good. They have like the quickest jump shot. Like mm-hmm. it's in their hand and it's up in the air and like. So they got a steal, and then Max Ganey threw it down the floor over to um, Jack Evelyn, who hits a, a three to hit it into, to give them a one point, to cut it to one. And then I think we missed a shot. They hit a layup to make it, and it was 67 to 65 male. And then we had the ball at the very end, and then Dre went up for a layup, and then I've seen him make that shot like a million times in practice, but then it like, it just didn't so go. Fair, yeah. It just, it hit the backboard and then it just, it just died like right That's there. Sucks. So how's the team this year looking? So right now Dre is actually not playing because he has a, he had a foot, a stress, I'd, a stress factor I'd, in his I'd foot. Seen, I'd seen him in the boot at school. Yeah. So like, I didn't know what happened. Right now we're just kind of resting him, trying to get him like ready for the start of the season. Yeah, you got to keep like, him healthy. It's like. Summer doesn't really matter in a sense. You don't want to like risk a player like him getting hurt. I mean, that that would be like if we had a guy, you know, someone like Dre who is kind of dealing with an injury. We don't, and it's fall. If it's like a fall ball game, I mean, yeah, it's like, not worth. The risk. It's, yeah, it's it's not not worth the risk to like go out and no. if he gets injured, then your season's already looking like a lot. Yeah, but <sighs> I mean, Jaden's really Jaden's taking progressive strides. He was actually at the Team USA U... Is he staying at Trinity? I heard him talk about going to a He's going to be stopped. So he is going to stay this year. I'm not sure about the future for him. Okay. Sure. But then... So, yeah, he's still there. AJ, Alex Johnson, he's a he's a good player. He's going to be a senior, right? Yes. He had the dunk against St. X. Yeah, he's, he's at, good. At the end of the game. 
And we got a sophomore starting at center, Thomas Hornick, who's he just needs time to develop because he's really athletic and he can block shots. Is he our age? He's a sophomore. No, he's going to be a sophomore. You're younger, okay. Yeah. That's why I don't know. Yeah. And, I mean, and then Avery's actually, he's flipped the switch a lot. I was about to say, because how's Avery? I know last year Avery wasn't really all about basketball. But Avery, he's flipped the switch now where it's like, he was that, like, like last time we had a summer league game, he was diving on the floor for loose balls, giving like 100% effort. Because, like, he is, in my opinion, one of the most, one of the most, if not the most talented player in the gym every time. Because, like, hey, Avery's good. Like, he has the ball on a string and he's dribbling. His, his handles are, like, crazy and insane. But, like, now he's actually, I think, buying into it, which helps immensely. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, and so, because like, we both, like, everyone, like, the players love Avery. We just, and now he's actually starting, like, to show it. And then you got, um... Lance Chandler, who's, like, one of the quickest guys, like, I've ever, like, mm-hmm. he's a dog. He is so shifty and quick. It's, like, he's a dog. You cannot, like, contain him. And it's, like, it's, like, if you look around, like, the other teams in the seventh, it's, like, you got Ballard Lost, Gabe Siskin, Miles Franklin. They're two best players. So they're gone. Mail Lost, Michi White, and Jack Edlin. They're gone. Um, and then St. X lost a senior, and they're coming into the year with, no June with no seniors, which I mean we had the same thing last a couple of years ago. We had no seniors on the team, so like we could definitely make. We really didn't have any seniors. It was the Cam's junior year. Okay, we so had, it would have been our our freshman year. Our freshman that basketball team had no seniors. Yeah, we didn't have any seniors. No seniors. Right. So like, I really believe we can make a run this year because the seventh half. Like also, Damon King has transferred to DeSales. Really. Mm-hmm. So they'll be a pretty good team in the six. You guys lost a lot, like some good seniors this year. Too. We did. We lost five seniors. Cam, I mean, we have two that are going to play college basketball: Cam McLean mm-hmm. and CJ Walls. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Long's going to play golf at Austin P. And then Matt's looking to be a practice player for U of L. Really? As you're looking to do, and then um, David is yeah. David's going to college for basketball too at. Um, Indiana Southeast. So okay. they're all going somewhere to like continue to play basketball. So like, that was a good group of seniors. Oh, it was, mm-hmm. yeah, very. Good I group. didn't really like know any of them, mm-hmm. but I mean, with the, you can tell, especially when it comes to like groups that are on a team. I can tell a lot with all the guys from yeah. lacrosse and football. You you can tell like that's a good it, mm-hmm. that's a good group of kids. Yeah. So we we can definitely make a run. It's just a matter of like. Staying healthy and being consistent throughout the year. So, we have the face of Sacred Heart with us (laughs) tonight. So, we're just going to ask her a couple of questions. So, what would you say the biggest challenge was going from Anchorage to Sacred Heart? Um, I think not coming from the Catholic school system was a big, um, like, hard thing. Like, Mm -hmm. coming into Sacred Heart because... I mean, there was only four girls coming from Anchorage to Sacred Heart, and um, I didn't really know a lot of people, so I kind of reached out and connected, and um, I mean, I loved some of the girls coming from Anchorage to Sacred Heart, but we none of us stayed extremely close, yeah. so it was good that I reached out and um, made some new friends, which was good, as long as, like, keeping the others as well. Yeah. 
But I think not knowing, you know, what a Catholic school is like, and um, I've never been extremely religious, so it's, um, that was a tough challenge, but it's easy to overcome, and it was good to have people there to, that were, like, welcoming, and some good people, so, yeah. Yeah. And I can relate to that with the Catholic schools, because I also, we went to the same school, and so it's like, Anchorage is a very, like, small town. It's, like, we only have 300 kids in our entire right. school. And it's, like, you only really hang out with the people in the Anchorage neighborhood. Right. You don't really hang out with, like, anyone else because you don't know anyone else. Because, like, unless you, like, go to, like, church or somewhere, like, outside of... Or play a club sport. Exactly. It's, like... So, that was a challenge to like, making new friends was just coming into a completely different environment not really knowing anyone. Right, and, like, even, like, with sports going along with that, like, we weren't in all those, like, we didn't play against, you know, Holy Trinity, Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. St. Albert, like, yeah. all those schools, and so, um, we didn't have those, like, sport connections, mm-hmm. we played, you know, No, Crosby, and, like, all those public schools, mm-hmm. so we didn't have all those different connections with sports, I mean, I think, I played stealth for field hockey, Yeah. so that kind of helps, because I made some friends going into freshman year with that. Um, but, yeah, I think that was probably the, yeah. the most part, hard part. Yeah. So, what would you say, like, so, I'll take basketball team, for example. They just won their third state championship. Right. And it, it's, like, the gist that come, comes around at Sacred Heart is, like, the girls don't really care when a team, like, wins a state championship. How do you, like, how would you say, like, how do you respond um, to that? I think I think we care. I think it's it, it is a big deal because like you know state championships, everybody mm-hmm. wants to win. Yeah. But um, I think it's not as much like a big school pride. It's just kind of with like if you're associated to like someone you know on the team, or if you're like kind of associated with the team, that's when you yeah. are hype and you get excited when you yeah. win a state championship. But every time you know we do pep rallies and a lot of people show out for those state games, which is fun. Yeah. But I feel like it's um, not everyone's like as immersed into it because yeah they don't not like there's only um, a select group of girls that play like sports seriously mm-hmm. so the other people just don't care as much but I would say like everybody I think everybody that goes to your heart loves it and they love like the school and the sports and like the pride that comes with it but I think with those state championships it's a big deal but not everybody has a big you know. They, they don't have a lot of care for it. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like Adam... Uh, it's, like, it's not that girls don't care about sports. It's just that boys are a lot more vocal about sports most of the time. It's like, we're always, like, put on our social medias, like, when sporting events are training going on and, like, to get to the game. Like, no matter what, like... Like, the volleyball game was actually kind of packed. Like, the in, volleyball game was packed. And, like, really? no, yes. like, no, like, awesome. that, that's That is... No one goes to volleyball games and it's just, like... Everyone went to the volleyball game. That's what I love about Trinity, though, is that everyone will come out and support you. I mean, like, it doesn't matter what sport you play; they they will support you. I mean, hell, dude! Last year, I mean, I'm not sitting here. I'm not gonna. I'm not dissing on esports. Yeah, but last year, the lacrosse team we had just finished up doing work in the bullpen, and the football team had just worked up doing work on the field. Mm-hmm. And esports had a game against St. X and Convocation Hall. And you better believe that every Everybody single lacrosse up. player, no, like, every great. single football player was in there hyping our boys up, cheering them on. And <laughs> that just comes with being that that yeah. just that just comes it's with going to Trinity. 
It, yeah. Not trying to be corny, it is. It, is. it really is. Cause like, and people, you know, people say what they want, and as a freshman, you get all these talks from the graduating class, mm-hmm. and they tell you it's a brotherhood, you know, it's going to go quick, don't overthink it, you know, don't do all this, you don't want to regret and freshman year, you really don't feel that, but it really wasn't until yeah. after this year that it sunk in. It's like, all right, I'm going into my junior year of high school. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is running out, but at least I get to do it with my boys that I yeah. am surrounded by 24-7 because of this school. Yeah, because like what she says, like, I really felt like as a freshman, you're not really, like, immersed in the Trinity yet. You're kind of still us, like, learning, like, about the school and, like, because, like, you'll go to events, but, like... You're not really, like, involved in it as, like, a freshman, you feel like. Yeah, I get that. But it's, like, I feel like sophomore year was in, like, we, like me and you learned especially, like, how much, like, how much more, like, it means, to, like, to go to these events to really support your guys. Because, mm-hmm. like, people travel to, like, the away football games. Like, people, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people travel to them, which, like, you would not expect, like, no. for anyone to, like, to take the time and travel for a high school Football game. And I mean, last year, I mean, I would go to all the games, but it was really just because all my friends were there. Mm-hmm. It was, I wanted to come hang out with my friends, but it's more than that. Yeah. Uh, like, honestly, it is. It's a lot more than that. I mean, it's like our boy, like, Will Ascensi, he got in against Mail, very first time ever. I mean, yeah. and then he threw it, like, we had, like, we were up one against um, Mail and going into the final drive, and then that happened. I always, like, freshman year, I went to a lot of the football games because I just wanted to, like, go around and meet people and see what it was like. But um, I think it's cool to see, like, how you guys all come together, like, for those student sections and really support, like, mm-hmm. the other sports, which is fun. Like, even the Rock the Heart game, we still had, like, a Rock lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> you guys had a lot of people that showed up. <laughs> which is, like, I feel like we also did a really good job of, like, advertising that game for people. Like, oh, yeah. Sacred Heart right. did beat us. The last time we had played yeah. the game. So, like... Well, normally they do beat us because they cheat. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Okay. Um, That's all we... about four goals going in that didn't go on the scoreboard. All right. <laughs> we're going to call Hallery. Oh, yeah. Do you, you want to ask her a question, too? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll call... We're going to call our good friend we're Hallery. We're calling Hallery DeBose... All right. Hey. All right, everyone. This is Hallery DeBose. She's going to introduce herself. You're on the Uncensored Podcast, Hallery. Hi, Carter. Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got a question? All right, so Hallory, what would yes. you say was like, has been your favorite moment at Sacred Heart so far? My favorite moment at Sacred Heart is my team room this year, which is basically my homeroom. Um, I had a great teacher, I'm not going to name drop, and yep. I sent it to one of my good friends named Grace Ward, who's actually featured today. Yep. And we just had so many memories together, and it was just great. Yeah, awesome time. Yeah. Um, oh, hi, Lila. <laughs> Hello. Um, but my favorite moment at Shaw. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I love the pink. There's like a lot of moments that I really like, like the pink and white game. Um, yeah, that's fun. Yep. Uh, top three. I don't know what else. Top top three. Top, top three, three moments in Sacred Heart since freshman year. All right, all right. Let me think for a second. Top three moment. Top three moment. Um, I think rallies are really fun. One of my good friends won state this year and we had a pep rally for her which was really cool yeah lila christopheck shout out yeah we love goalies in the cross <laughs> wait 
is Adam there? Yes, he is. <laughs> Adam Wickle is here. Yeah. Thank you, Valerie. <laughs> You're welcome, Adam. Um, but that was cool. And then my team room this year was just great. We had lots of memories together. And then probably, um, hmm. Spirit Week's always fun. What is? Spirit Week. Oh, yeah, Spirit Week's great. We just dress up. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Thank you for thank you for your input, Hallory. You're welcome, Carter. Bye, Hallory. Bye, guys. All right. Uh, so now we're going to get to our conspiracy theory portion of the podcast. So I'll get it started. Okay, so you guys know like Velocity Atlantis, all that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, basically. A lot of people presume that it's underwater, somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, like somewhere like that. Then apparently this report came out that that could be completely wrong. Really? Yes. So basically, there's this, it's called the rickety structure where the Eye of the Sahara and the Sahara Desert are in Africa. And then, it basically, Plato was the guy who put it in his journal you know, a bunch of years ago about how, like... About what Atlantis is and like where it is and like how advanced as a civilization they are, and then well basically he described it having concentric circles, three of water and two of land, and it has said to have a opening to the sea of the south. And then if you look at satellite imagery, you can see there are three circles that would have had water, and then there's two of land, and then. And Sally imagery confirms all this. And there is a actual opening that would have led to a river. And then... Cause, I think I've heard of this. Yeah. Because Sahara Africa, up until like 5,000 years ago, it was actually very green. And like had a very large network of rivers. So where water could have flo- like flown into Atlantis. And then they're also said to have mountains to the north. And there actually is a mountain chain... To the north of where the Eye of the Sahara is, called the Atlas Mountains, and then, but the biggest thing I feel like is the Sahara Desert is like the least explored place on Earth, like one of them, because it's huge. It's so it's yeah. so big. It's the temperature there. It's so hot in the day, and it's freezing cold at night. Well, I feel like no you can water. Only, I mean, no water, and it's like you really can't like. Stay there forever, or like well, or it's, it's almost the same as the ocean. If you really think about it, it's if you do want to explore it, you're gonna reach parts where you want it, you like don't have anywhere to go, like you're going to end up stuck and end up out there dying. Yeah, because like it's just miles and miles of like desert it's sand. Just, like, there's nothing, there's just open. We don't like, know what's out there, you, we don't know what could be out there. It's like you can't hunt for food because there's no animals, you can't have water because there's no water sources, mm-hmm. there's no plants either. So, like, you're just a hot, beaming sun. So, like, I really feel like this could be a true thing to where, like, it could be there. Because, like, there really have not been any, like, big outreaches of, like, us finding it in the ocean. Well, there's also, like, if you think about it, there's only so much of the ocean that we've discovered also. Oh, like, yeah. It, it I mean, could, that's, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Literally, there's, like, it's like an abyss. Yeah, you don't. There's so much that has been undiscovered. I, pr- I think I mean, we're still discovering 
yeah. something new down there on like every, every day. day, literally every yeah. day. Yeah, I mean, it's like apparently we've only discovered like ten percent of the entire ocean. Yeah, which like you're telling me something can't be down there that we haven't found yet. Like, right, that's exactly. And I mean, you that goes for something. I mean, you can say the same thing about that. This is what kind of freaks me out is that. It's. I mean, think about it. We don't know. We don't know what's down We don't down know there. what's in the ocean. We don't know what's in our deserts, and we don't know what's above our heads. Exactly. Like above, like there's so much stuff that we've can be been had. to space. We. What well, we've claimed we've been to space. barely. We have, honestly, what I what I believe to be a very very simple understanding of space. I really don't think we understand it as deeply as we think we do. I don't think we. It's do so either. complex. Like it's like almost inhumane to like understand it completely because there's only so much we've discovered yeah everywhere and so and then adam's gonna get us to start on our last and second conspiracy theory of the episode so we're gonna be talking about um antarctica if you look back it's called the Peary rise map it was drawn in 1513 and it's a depiction of Earth, and to the north and to the south, there are land masses, which we now know as Antarctica. But the weird thing about it is the map was made in 1513, yet it wasn't ever confirmed Antarctica was discovered until 1820, which it was discovered by. Fabian Gottlieb von Bellingshausen. <laughs> he was a uh, he was a Baltic German officer in the Imperial Russian Navy. Alongside him was Edward Bransfield and Nathaniel Palmer. Awesome. Yeah, they uh, they came from different backgrounds. Uh, Fabian was a Baltic German officer. Uh, Edward was an officer in the Royal Navy, and Nathaniel Palmer was just an American sailor. I don't yeah. exactly you know understand how they all came yeah. together, but they do have sightings of Antarctica in 1820. But if we look back to January 1773, Captain James Cook was the first recorded navigator to cross the Arctic Circle. Yeah. So we have maps from 1513 journals and journals depicting these land masses we also have guys who have sailed through the Arctic Circle, yet for more than over more than over a hundred years, it's not actually dis- I guess signified that we discovered the landmass, which I don't really think makes sense. Well, weird. I feel like what's weird about Antarctica is like it's honestly like the Sahara Desert in a way. It's kind of like its own desert, except it's like. There's just, there's nothing there. It's nobody ice. even lives there. Like, no. nobody. No, I mean, there's a couple of, like, sites with some scientists, yeah. but they're, I mean, how long are they really there for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you can't they're live, not... you can't live or survive in Antarctica for so long. No, like, it's an inhabitable, it's an inhabitable place. It's freezing. There's deadly polar bears there. There's, like, <laughs> there's, it's nothing to, there's nothing there. It's ice. It's just yeah. snow, ice, water, and a whole lot of... Shit, we don't know. And it's like, so this might be a little far fetched, but like, so you know how there's been like theories of like all the Nazis going like down like South America after like. I'm convinced. I'm convinced it's real. 
I, I have like, like I've listened to a lot about it. Me I'm too. Sorry for interrupting you. You're good. I've listened to a lot about it. I've read a lot about it, and there are countless places in South America mm-hmm. where they speak German. There are. There Tell are. Tell me why in the hell they're going to South America to speak German. Why in the hell are there countries in parts of Spain that are entirely German? That's Spain is sense. in Europe. <laughs> it is so much further south than Germany. Yeah. Why would they? Why? Why would there be German-speaking parts and an almost entirely Spanish-speaking country? In Portuguese, yeah. It's in like Portuguese. weird. No way. It's like, but like, it's weird. here's the thing about it. South America is a real. It's like it's the closest continent we have to Antarctica. So like, what? It, and like, their scientists were like really smart. Like they were actually they were so close to coming up with a bunch of like different things that could change the course of the war. Mm. So like, could it be out of their own possibility that they like went to Antarctica from South America and were able to like talk or like find something? It's like I don't think it's out of their own possibility, especially because we don't know what's down in Antarctica. Like there could be so much we haven't found down there because of how little of explored it. I don't even think it's just, like, on the land, but there's, I mean, it's surrounded by an Arctic Ocean, and I yeah. think, I mean, if we haven't even discovered, you know, like, the Pacific, the Atlantic, all that, there has got to be, be like, due to the temperature, there's got to be some, something crazy well, yeah, up it's in like, the Arctic. Because, like... Whales live down there, like or like in gi- like the the giant squid that they find like in the Arctic Circle, like they're huge. Yeah, like they are truly like just fifty like fifty foot giant squids they'll just find down there because like squid and whales like to try to eat each other. The ocean's weird. It, yeah. it is. Very it's scary, weird. especially. I mean, you don't even have to go that deep out. We were. We were on a deep sea fishing trip, and I think we were like fifty miles off the coast of North Carolina, mm-hmm. and we were dropping lines over the side, and I was just, just looking down, and just yeah. the fact that I couldn't even see a quarter of the way down, I yeah. had no idea what's under me. But like I, that, just freaks me out. Yeah. I've seen so many movies where it's like about like the Kraken. I've watched documentaries about like that kind of stuff because I find that they kind of interesting, but it's like. Who is actually going to say that it's not real? Like, who actually has definitive evidence that it's not real? And, I mean, you could you could put this both ways. We don't have the inf- sure enough evidence or enough information to really decide what we believe is real or not in the ocean and all, all across the world. Or even yeah. in space. It's like, how, like who is going to tell me that aliens don't exist? There is no possible way with the amount of or how little we've experienced how space. How little we've experienced space. How I, I think it's it's really hard to fathom space. Just the size, the magnitude, everything that is in sight. There's so much. Mm-hmm. I simply do not think that our human... Like, I don't think humans can really understand it. We can yeah. piece things together yeah. and we can understand our solar system. We can understand how all that works. But I think once we make it past our solar system, even out into other galaxies, I know, like, like we There's just... There's nothing we can do. We, yeah. It's like, I feel like some, what some of our scientists try and do is, 
They just want to answer the questions, so they just come up and like they'll jump to a conclusion, and that's their answer. I think some I, questions are better left unanswered. I think we don't want to. I think we yeah. don't want to know the answer to a lot of questions that we face. And it's better than just making up an answer. Yeah, it's like, like based on what. I think we need yeah. to. Some sometimes we just need to accept that we it, can't do everything. Yeah, and I think that's what people want to do is. We are just going to continue to search and search and search and do all this. Sometimes we just have to look at it and be like, this is too much. Yeah, it's like, if you don't have the evidence or or firmly able to tell someone or something that something is not real or something is real, I don't think you should be able to answer it. It's like, even like with Bigfoot, like people say Bigfoot's not real, but it's like, there's still so many places that have been unexplored, like, in the habitats it could live in. Like, could it exist? Maybe. But there's Quite no... literally. There's no way to know for sure that it doesn't exist. Quite literally. Quite literally anything could. Yeah. Like, that, that's... That's kind of the outlook that I have, is that I've kind of started to understand, all right, this world's a little bit bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And there is so much more beyond that. Yeah. And that whole state of mind just messes me up. (laughs) It it does. It's weird. I don't know. Well, that's going to be episode number three of the Uncensored Podcast. I'm Carter Haas. I'm Adam Wickle. I'm Grace Ward. Thank you for listening. Good work, ladies and gentlemen.